Could a strange substance found by a southwest Arkansas man be part of a government test? The uh, Russians are actually helping to do is to bring a large reactor online. UFO over China. According to reports, an airport in Inner Mongolia was forced to shut down to prevent passenger jets from crashing into the unidentified flying object. Another clear failure of the American government to protect our national security. There are fears that the H1N1 virus has now mutated and resembles the... Well, now back to that mysterious missile launch, the bright... There's been a lot of buzz over the last few weeks about strange sounds... Sudden deaths of tens of thousands of fish... Welcome to the Border Realm Podcast, the dividing line between what you know and what you don't know. What you believe is up to you. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Border Realm. We are a podcast about all things supernatural, conspiracy, UFO, all things out there that may be and may not be. I'm Mike Costantini, and I'm joined here by my lovely co-host, the open-minded Emily Maya Mills. Hello. And by our skeptic, and sometimes grumpy, Jeff Sloniker. Hey, how are you? <laughs> Good to meet you. <laughs> no, they can't really respond back, right? Yeah. 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 Grumpy and Jolly had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's ridiculous. Well, anyway, guys, we are literally uh, literally under a month away from uh, the December 21st, 2012 date. The possible doomsday, possible Earth. enlightenment, possible nothing. Yes. By how are you guys feeling? By a boat. I spend most of my time not worrying about that That's at all. Good. Yeah. And then about two minutes ago, Jeff scared the shit out of me permanently <laughs> through the end of the year. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you tell our audience what Jeff got in your head? Well, no, I mean it's mainly just that I've been feeling I've been suffering some from some melancholy, some good old-fashioned yeah. melancholy, You're a little, a little bit off. of depression, You're a little yeah. off, yeah. a little off, and uh, Jeff. Jeff said, maybe, do you think subconsciously you're worried about the end of the world in three weeks? Yeah. And then I got to thinking, maybe I should rush out and profess my love to who knows what. Yeah. Uh, something. I don't know. An idol of some kind. Give birth to something. I don't know. Go find the crystal skull. You'll be better. Right? Yeah, exactly. No. Because uh, her middle name is Maya. Oh, yeah. She, that's what she brought up. That's, that's when I'm her eyes sort of sunk in and you could see her stare off. was like... <laughs> But yeah, my middle name is, is Maya. That why? <laughs> <laughs> and it's totally why. Well, we are going to get very heavy into the uh, Mayan calendar. Uh, mm-hmm. That's going to be our topic for uh, this this show. But before we do that, I just wanted to touch on some brief news items that are going on right now. Mm-hmm. Some interesting things. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, but Syria uh, has cut all internet and mobile phone communication as of this morning. Uh, I don't know if you heard that, but uh, it's it's from. Uh, Rensis, which is a U.S.-based firm that tracks internet connectivity around the world. So Syria at this point is completely cut off as far as internet goes. Uh Well, because you guys know what's happening in Syria. The the rebels are trying to take the country back, and there's a it's a pretty big mess actually. So the first thing the government does is they take away the internet. That's happening in a lot of countries. Well, a lot of countries in the Middle East, in particular. uh, Well, North Korea as well too. Yeah, yeah, they're very isolated and closed off. Well. Overtaking lines of communication in a rebel takeover is not nothing new either. I mean, yeah. it happened now, with the phone companies. Uh, the entire country, though, that was kind of... Uh, it, this is the first time that's happened where it's the entire country. They've taken down like certain sectors, wow. but uh, yeah. So things are really escalating over in the Middle East right now. Yeah, that, that that's a message to all of us here 
in America is to turn it off and go outside every once in a while. There's been a lot of prophecy, too, about um, everything coming to an, a, a close. It was predicted in the uh, in the book of Revelation that, you know, as the world closes to an end, uh, it all ends in the Middle East, which is kind of weird, actually. Perhaps whoever wrote Revelation was just really smart, though, and just realized that, uh, that you know, that sector of the world has just always been in such great turmoil. It's never really been at peace, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So things are really escalating there. We have to, we'll see what happens as time goes on, but it's getting serious. The, yeah. the rebels are now uh, being armed with, uh, with surface-to-air missiles, and uh, oh, President Obama didn't want that to happen because, you know, they can use that against commercial airlines. It can get into the hands of terrorists, in other sure. words. Sure, well, yeah. So you could be coming kind of... in on a plane, landing in LAX, and you get shot down by a terrorist. Yeah. You know, so... Serious uh, it's stuff. hard to define who's a rebel, who's a ter- ter- terrorist. Absolutely. Well, and that's the thing, too. Uh, as money gets tightened, you know, they sell things off. Uh, it, Russia sold off a lot of their nuclear weapons to the black yeah. market after the Soviet Union fell. Mm-hmm. And that's to make money. So, All right. And then another uh, story. Uh, this is kind of a scary one. Uh, there's a SARS-like virus that's uh, surfacing now in Saudi Arabia. Uh, according to NPR News, six total cases as of now... Two deaths out of those six. Uh, the strain has not been seen before, and who is very closely monitoring it right now. So, hoping that doesn't turn into another SARS scare. Uh, they are. So wait, re- are we just trying to freak people the fuck out at the top of the no, show? No, no, no. This is okay. this is geopolitical news. Right, that's right, going on. right. Yeah. yeah, this is all uh, board up the windows. But we just for the sake of our listeners, we want you guys to feel nice and tense by yeah. the time yeah. we get to our topic. Well, oh, if yeah. you're in Saudi Arabia, you know. But uh, <laughs> you know, this is a dangerous thing. You gotta, you know. Uh, the the, the thing is, moderate. the good thing is, there's not too many good things out of this, but <laughs> the good thing is it's in Saudi Arabia, and the last one was what, China? It was based in China and came out? Yeah, in China it was originally <laughs> discovered, but this one, for uh, some odd reason, is, is surfacing in uh, Saudi Arabia, and apparently it is kind of contagious because uh, one family got it. Right. But why is that a good thing? Because China has more travelers in and out of that country. Saudi Arabia has less. That's has less. travelers, yeah. right? Okay. So, I mean, that's the only good thing you could pull right, from that. Right, right, right. We don't the, wish it upon anybody. No, but. No. Of course not. And the third big uh, bit of news, and this is actually something that Jeff and I were talking about recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes from CNET. Uh, Curiosity, that landed on Mars, the rover. Mm-hmm. Uh, it... It found, uh, recently found kind of a mysterious shiny object that was back in October. Um, they weren't really able to discern what it was. They, they were thinking that it's either part of the rover that maybe broke off, uh, part of the descent module that mm-hmm. it brought, you know, came down and mm-hmm. uh, that, that broke off. Or who knows, if, if it's not, you know, part of that, then there's a metallic object uh, that is obviously uh, interesting. Okay, now this is where the actual news uh, that I wanted to uh, tell you comes in. Uh, according to CNET, uh, they found more. So they now, found more. Okay. yeah, they found uh, a bunch more of these, like very small little metallic objects, because the rover is digging right now, uh-huh. and they're digging to you know understand the molecular structure and you know mm-hmm. uh, trying to see if if what if any organisms were there. You know, whatever they're going to analyze all that, but they've actually stopped the digging process a couple times just because they've come across it. There's actually pictures online uh, from CNET and from uh, NASA actually posted the pictures. Uh, so I'm going to put those up on the site, but you should check those out. It's kind of interesting. What so, if it is like the cur- the Curiosity rover? 
Very possible. Is, is in fact, losing pieces of itself, rediscovering pieces of itself. Or space so junk. it's kind of like it's chasing its own tail. Oh, God, that was so deep. Should we <laughs> rename it the introspection oh my gosh where, you going? where is she going <laughs> she's chasing her own tail on this one that's a pretty yeah, exactly. uh, that's pretty well said emily actually um <laughs> uh, well, make up your minds guys Look, i can't take be, this it could be uh you know i mean in the the most extreme case it could be an ancient alien artifact well here's the good news if it is something interesting and juicy mm-hmm. we'll never know why because they'll just say it is from the rover or it's space junk. They'll never tell you that it's from alien aircraft if there's ever such a thing. Or are alien I mean, couldn't it be naturally occurring metals though? Um it's Do you think they're objects? Possible that yeah, they, they, these look like metallic objects. Well Not isn't, a, like, isn't a rock an object? It is, but these are <laughs> these are smooth Uh-oh. and shiny this and is the beginning of the they show. look like a piece of uh metal. Okay, so, so a piece of metal, but you, yeah, pieces of metal it's do possible. exist. Hey, we you don't think know it's yet. Like, it looks like it, it may be a it, bolt. It could or... be a type of... Uh, it's nothing they, they to worry about. They might have said, like, oh, yeah, it came out. You know, they, they, they probably would have said if it was a rock, it was a rock, but they don't classify it as a rock. They classify it as potentially a, a, a fashioned object, a yeah. manipulated object. The fact that they said it may be a piece of the rover means that it is mechanical in nature. Mm. So, and that also so means fall. there's their way out. So here's what they're doing. <laughs> here's well, what they're no, doing. This is a skeptic. Yeah, well, no, look, NASA is is a government agency, right, Mike? NASA is signed. Funded? NASA signed um, when NASA was formed. They signed uh, an agreement, a privacy agreement with the government. Okay. Uh, they base the government owns NASA. Essentially. It's like a third party or a, su- a subcontractor, right? Even though they have some private funding, the government still controls NASA. So NASA, there is a clause that said if if uh, if if they were ever to find uh, evidence of life outside, you know, of the Earth, alien life form, that they have to conceal it. Right. So there you go. So what they're yeah. doing right now is they're pumping up the government, NASA. or they have to throw it through the government first, mm-hmm. and and then let the government decide yeah, what they so, want to do. So that's, what, that's the clause. What the government is letting them do is pump up NASA, so people are interested in the space program again. Maybe. You know, NASA's starting to fade away because the funding isn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're letting them pump it up a little bit, maybe try to save face, get a little more funding. And then all of a sudden, if they find something, let's say there is something, boom, kibosh. Government closes it off, says, okay, let's go back to saying it's a piece of the rover. Boom, done, clean. Yeah, it's actually, well, there's an easy way out. It's always There's always a way out. There's always a way out. And there's also, I, I think, that can evolve over time as far as the manipulation of how because for example if they found something that was remnant of an alien life form yeah they might hide that from the public they will for for good reason yeah but they might also as time goes on if the public for example if they're some kind of issue with our uh, breathable air comes up or some kind of issue, you know, as it is with smog and and pollution. Um, If some kind of issue with drinkable water starts to come up in order to maintain um, panic, the outbreak of panic, they may use that information to say, hey, guys, listen, Um, Mars is like a little bit inhabitable (laughs) or something like don't worry too much. Like just kind of dole out that information as much or as little as they want. Now, up to this point, 
any evidence of extraterrestrial life forms have been completely under wraps. But I wonder <laughs> or if, if what you're describing, or or fictitious, but like what what you're describing is possibly um, like a a uh, step forward. Or uh, one s- small step for man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, two tiny steps, one step forward, and two steps back. Well, we will do it. We will do a show about alien life. I mean, that could be multiple shows. There's so much to cover on that. Sure, but uh, but but I'm just saying, like you know, it could literally be anything, and the government's willingness to cover it up or release information is going to be. Happen in accordance with what they is going to work for them, or what of course, they feel yeah, work yeah, for. yeah. That's the everybody knows. So that. you can't worry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't like, even think about what it. What is the object? Even, even if they were, you know, what's the point of alien life? It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to worry. It might mean that it's well, an ancient life. I don't well, know. what's the point of even thinking about it? Because you won't really know anything. Because well, it's, it's like so then what's the point of space travel? I what's mean, it is interesting to kind of yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and that's our show. <laughs> we, uh, we don't need to do this podcast anymore. In uh, one foul swoop, Jeff, you have destroyed <laughs> this very podcast. Somewhere, Universal GE was like, "We were just about to make that a TV show." <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, click. <laughs> They're right. There's They're no right. point to this. Jeff is a very smart man. <laughs> All right, now before we get into our topic uh, today, uh, we have some actual fan mail, which is pretty good. This is like the first of it coming in. That's amazing. So I thought I'd read it to you guys. Yeah, Um, let's hear it. uh, The first one is from John Thomason in, he just says Eastern Kentucky. Thank you, John. Um, Hi, John. (laughs) And he said, hey guys, great show. Uh, Reminds me of the X-Files in the very beginning because... Oh, when it was good? Uh, yeah, I agree. Because you give two resolutions to the topic. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Oh, that's mm-hmm. nice. Thanks, John. Yeah. Uh, I said keep it up. All right. Cool. Next well, I one. Think, yeah, we don't, we don't really come to any conclusions. And that sort of reiterates what Jeff has said, which is <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we come but we to, like but... talking about it. I mean, yeah. that is the point. You can't come to a conclusion. If you do, then then you're, you're set in your ways and there's no change in your opinion. So, mm-hmm. Next one is from uh, Kimberly Hennison. And she lives in Worcester, Maine. Okay. And she said, hey, guys, really enjoyed the Mothman episode. I believe the Mothman is real. Uh Reports two towns over so that there were some sightings. Recently? Recently, yeah. Okay, I want to hear from her. What what happened to that town? She Okay, so her firsthand knowledge is the reports from two towns over. Here, I'll read everything. Uh, My friend Jennifer lives two towns over. Uh, She didn't name the town. Two towns over. Reports are that people are seeing the Mothman and everybody's concerned. Mm. I will keep you guys up to date. Please, please do. do. So that's please kind of, do. Uh, should, if <laughs> Two could, different readings yeah. on please do. <laughs> and if you could uh, write back the name of that town where the sightings are, because I'd be interested to maybe, you know, do some research in the local paper there. That yeah. would be kind of interesting. Microfish. Yeah. <laughs> let's fly out to Maine and look over the microfiche. Uh, that would be so fun. See. That would be like X Files. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Is microfiche even still around? Except for like in city agency. I know the city uses it. I think but they I don't have know to keep it. I think they'd have to keep it because they can't digitize all that information. Yeah, from and they don't want to either. No. I'm, there. I'm like an old woman librarian <laughs> taking microfiche and making it. <laughs> no way it's going to happen. Well, no. I mean, that's why libraries need to be. Modernized, yeah. Well, by not too many people reading books these days. Tom Casty <sighs> in New Mexico. Uh huh. Tommy. Um, he's 
He said, hey, guys, I'm, I'm enjoying your show. Really enjoyed the Mothman <laughs> episode. Mike, you could have done a better job explaining the Mothman. Oh, I didn't understand your... I agree. Your concept of a giant bee. I don't know if you guys remember that, but yeah. You, you, I agree. Did you? you did we get onto a giant bee? Did you call it a giant bee? I called it a giant bee. And oh, I didn't make any Mike. sense. So, yeah, you, you're right. I'm sorry about that. Uh, well, Jeff, you're a little too hard-headed. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be such a jackass when you don't know everything that's going on. Oh, God. Wow. It, what's his name? Is that again? not the point? Tom. Tom, come yeah. on, man. I had your back for a second there. <laughs> <laughs> but he did say, uh, enjoying the show. Keep up the good work. Guys. Very good. Um, I'll and then it. I'll take everything. So don't, like, if you want to criticize me, please do. I like, I like to hear it. I, like I feel like you it. edited out some kind of harsh criticism yeah, yeah. of me because I didn't hear anything about myself. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, in fact, he's probably in agreement with you. Uh, he was against Jeff yeah, you know, on that one. But I, it's true. Oh, well. I probably could have done it. The Mothman is a very difficult concept to explain without making it sound silly. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so it is, it's kind of a tough concept. Uh, I recommend you see the movie The Mothman, actually. Yeah. I think they actually... Yeah, or read it. the book. Read the I book because it. the book actually really describes everything that went on. And it might, yeah, it might bring you into light. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last one here, which is kind of interesting, which I found interesting, uh, is uh, Ken Jacobson. Ken. He lives in Mari, um, Washington. Mm. And he says, hey, guys, enjoying the show. I really like Emily. If Uh-oh. I'm ever down in L.A., I'd like to take you out on a date. Oh, you should come totally on. take you him sound, out. You sound very sweet, and I like your open-mindedness. Oh, you got to go out. That sounds like a, like a sexy perv thing. I like your open-mindedness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see something else open up. What else? <laughs> I want to see your muff, oh, man. come on. Is it, that's how people advance on others in like a swingers bar. Yeah. How open-minded are you? <laughs> so anyway, I'm kidding, Ken. Sorry, I'm such a... <laughs> I just shot you down. I want to um, see your Mothman. Um, yeah, um, I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, that's just fine. But anyway, thanks for writing in. And listen, everybody, thanks for writing in. And actually, I have some more emails, but I'll save them for the next episode. Yeah. And, but it was interesting. A lot of people actually commented on the Mothman episode. Uh, and I think it's just the topic, because uh, it is kind of a cult-like topic, mm-hmm. I told you guys. Yeah. And a lot of people are into it, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, everybody knows about the Mothman Prophecy. I mean, it's a movie. It's, that, a, that it's is actually a, mainstream a big film. movie, yeah. yeah. Richard Gere, I mean, he was a big actor, you know? And, yeah. uh, when they showed yeah. the moth, it was like very scary. No it wasn't movie. a moth. Whatever it And was. I do think that people who've seen the movie and people who know of the legend really want to hear it presented in a way that's like, can you make this make sense to me? Because it sounds outrageously unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Well, and um, back to the one email, too. It, it is so. difficult to explain it when you haven't ever heard of it. And it, it's kind of easier to visualize what, what's happening. Because, yeah, when I'm trying to explain, it's like a giant thing that looks like a... A giant moth. Uh oh, there he goes with red eyes. It just you get kind of a funny picture in your head. But this movie did a. But how do how does anyone know that that's an, an incorrect description? Well, that's just it. But it 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 comes across odd. I think like you know that if you talk to somebody in general, it. I mean, look at Jeff. He was just uh, he was flabbergasted through the whole episode. <laughs> Good believe we're talking about like a Disney character the whole time. Uh, yeah. Sorry. But anyway, it's good. People are writing in. Uh, We thank you and continue to write in. Let us know what you think of the show. Criticize us. You know, tell us what you like, what you don't. Anything you want. Let us know if you're seeing things. That's what we really want to hear. Or go see a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) A head doctor. So guys, the road to December 21st, 2012 is literally right around the corner. Literally. So this is another doomsday 
Possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least... We've had so many doomsdays at this point. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, when, when the year 2000 came around, uh, I my biggest like concern was the uh, the computer, the Y2K thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that. I mean, not that I was really worried about it. I didn't think the world was going to end. But when 1899 turned into 1900, people thought the world was going to end. Yeah. Same thing happened in 1999 and 2000, you know. Uh, December 21st. It's kind of an interesting date, though, because it's... Not quite, you know, the new year. It's not quite 2012. It's not really a millennium by any chance. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, one thing I will, I will say, this actually just came up to me, is that um, I was thinking about time recently and about how, you know, every once in a while it might be nice to take a break from the constant consciousness of time. Meaning, um, you know, we used to have watches on our wrists. Now we have phones that we're looking at every once in a while. Um, and there has to be some kind of like, I guess I was just looking for like psychological relief from, cause it is a, it, it is a man-made construct time is. It absolutely is. So if that's true, then at least time in the way that we perceive it. Yeah. It's time the in the way that we clocks. perceive it. And so when you were saying about 1899 turning into 1900, it's people assuming that there's so much meaning to that day Ooh, or date. Right. Um, because what, like, in 1800 to 1900 to us, we're like, what the hell were, what it's was It's the turning case? of a millennium, you know, and, and, uh, yeah, it's a big, it's, it's a very significant thing. Like, we're it's lucky. significant to us. Yeah, a lot of people didn't even get to see the millennium change. We did. I mean, mm-hmm. we were, I don't, uh, that's. I don't want to offend any religion, but that is a, t- when the unknown is coming up, religion becomes big because the people that worship whatever God you worship will go there. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a commercial for that church. I mean, mm. if that sounds ridiculous, it's, I mean, they religion. Uh, they, they want money. They want people. They want followers. They want people to believe in what they want to believe. I'm trying to say this as right. PC as I can mm-hmm. here. No, but, I understand. Like, I, I people agree. run to the churches at that point. Well, people need to feel tethered to something. Yeah. Like they are not going to fly off the planet. There's right. safety and in numbers. There's safety in numbers, and there's also safety in some kind of constructed understanding. Because without a, an externally constructed understanding of what the hell is going on in the order of the universe, Ooh. you're left to your own devices to kind of wonder interminably, like yeah. just wonder. Um, so that's why I think, you know, religion is so popular. Is that how you, how you would phrase that? Religion is so popular. Politics have people. So I think in this day and age, particularly religion is a little more, um, gone by the wayside and with like, you know, the increasing agnostic and atheist sort of numbers, people may be in fact more, uh, likely to glom onto politics as their source of like groundedness or purpose or or constructed understanding of order. Right. Um, but even then, you know, religion is ingrained in politics too, especially with the Republican Party. I mean, oh, that's absolutely. pretty much how I think. There's a lot of reasons they lost, but I for the same reason, won't get into that. But I mean, there is supposed to be a separation of church and state, but it doesn't seem to mix because no. in our money we have in God, we trust on it, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, religion is ingrained, and I, I think the idea of religion is mostly um, it, it. Religion is different for everybody. I think it, even if you're within one belief system, you might have a different feeling to what it is. But one thing I do think it does, and 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 I'm not trying to generalize or anything, but this is one thing fundamentally that I think it it does is it it says, hey, once you die, there's something else after, and it's it's not necessarily the end, right. And I think that people 
log into that. I mean, they, they like that. Yeah, no one wants to come to an you, end. You know, I mean, as far as like family members, you know, you hope to see them in the afterlife. When someone dies here, it's so permanent. But the idea that maybe it's not so permanent, you know, mm-hmm. I think it brings a lot of relief to a lot of people. It's, it's a way to explain the unknown. It's a way to explain the unknown. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. But it also, weirdly enough, I feel like it gives you the sense of uh, no need for completion in a lifetime. So like you kind of are alleviated of the pressure of like having to do it right or do it now. This or is just your warm up. This is my warm up. Yeah, this is your warm up. Life is a warm up. Yeah, it gives you some relief for the the permanence of every you know Ooh. moment. And well, let's stop making turn. people mad. No, let's get. No, but the other side of that is that it also gives you um, like it, it, it for Brings some you peace sometimes. Yeah, it gives you yeah. a sense of um, the opposite, which is that you are there is completion in the fact that you. Get to keep going. I don't know. What I'm it it brings like minded people together into into a group sure. of people that uh, are supposed to support you. Yeah. In a lot of ways, it keeps people out of trouble. You know, I've heard many theories about the Bible. Um, if you really want to get into it, we uh, shouldn't. We should go back to doomsday. Well, this, well, but is, this, but this is, doomsday is all part of it, right? Because it's like what happens it. after See, it's all gone. Jeff, it's like. This People is... want to have to think about that. Yeah. Because I, I guess what I was trying to say is that it gives you some sense of like immediacy. Is yeah. That, that if yeah. you have to have, um, if you know that there is uh, some consequence or to, to your actions today. Yeah. Some type of reward or punishment after the end of your life, then it gives you actually some permit, like uh, present accountability. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Some say it might keep people in check, but right. the idea and the, where I'm getting at is throughout civilization, all civilizations that have some kind of religious belief have a religious belief in some kind of an end time right, right. or a judgment day or a second coming mm-hmm. of some kind. And actually, that's kind of the weird part, in my opinion. You have the, the Muslim uh, religion, you have Christianity. Um, they're two pretty separate religions, but they kind of believe in the, in the same type of a deity. Mm-hmm. Now, they're two different religions, but there's the concept that there's going to be a savior returning mm-hmm. in both religions. Mm-hmm. And there's a concept of an afterlife. And, and not, just, not just in that religion, but in many more. And in a lot of you know, Indian religions, there's the concept that, okay, well, when we die, we're going to uh, be reincarnated. Reincarnation mm-hmm. exists. Again, it's... It's kind of the end of a period, okay, mm-hmm. and at the beginning of a new. Right. Death is the end of one period, the beginning of a new. So this leads us nicely into the Mayan calendar and what, what it really means. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of speculation. Let me give you guys a little bit of history on the Mayans that you may not really know at this point, because right now we've heard everything about the Mayan calendar. We yeah. just know that the calendar is going to end on December 21st, 2012 and at that point it's anybody's game some believe that the Mayans believe it's doomsday some believe that the Mayans think it is us crossing over into some kind of a new awakening Mm -hmm. like an age of enlightenment Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for now right sure okay so just to elaborate on the Mayans um, uh, the Mayans had an elaborate uh, calendrical system okay so you might not know this but there's more than one Mayan calendar uh, they had three, actually. Uh, and all of these calendars that they developed... Now, 
Emily, and this goes to your, your time shift change, the Mayans were obsessed with time. Right. Okay, and they didn't look at time as like a straight line. They looked at time as like an interdimensional, you could travel from one end to the other. So that's kind of an interesting point here. Do they have measurement for that type of time? Well, that's one of their calendars. So let me get to the... They had uh, an interdimensional calendar? Well, the main calendar that we're talking about was a calendar that you could... It, it had past events, but also had future events. Because mm-hmm. the calendar went far into their future, way beyond where they were. Mm-hmm. A typical calendar goes in the future, but you don't write down the events you know, necessarily... Like, you're not going to say President Obama is going to win the election. Mm-hmm. No, right. Exactly. These these are predictions, things like that. Well, can I just say really quickly that yeah. it's interesting that, I mean, I, I've thought about that a lot in the past, whether, you know, predictions have to do with actual doomsday and, and um, total destruction or a new awakening, right? Some believe either could be true. And if you're kind of looking at both sides of that, well, right now, what a new awakening could could look like is like if there's th- things like Sandy and so much natural destruction going on right now, that there's becoming a collective admission that there may be something going on with uh, global warming. Sure. Right? Yeah. I mean, that, that seems to be at a critical mass at this point. So if there's more uh, a critical mass hitting a conscious point with like admitting that these natural disasters are not completely 100 percent um unconnected to man's doing (laughs) then that means that the amount of elements that actually have to shift in order for that to be combated is so massive like people people's consciousness one thinking two structures three i mean uh, inter uh country cooperation um, new forms of energy, like thinking has to be different, inventions need to be different, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. And so if that were to actually shift, we were actually going to s- attempt to stop like natural destruction via dealing with global warming, that right. would require an age of enlightenment. Of course. And that could happen tomorrow. Well, it could happen on the 23rd. Yeah, that's, <laughs> what, I, that's, what, I, that's what I mean. Like, it could happen right around, right. right around now. Well, and you know enlightenment can happen to individual people at individual times right, as well. So, right, right. Which, which goes back to why the exact time is sort of arbitrary. Because, like, you know, if you get rid of the man-made watch, or the man-made system of calculating time, then we're right around the end of the world as they know it. You right. know, we're, we're here, basically. Where they ended their calendar. That's all it is. I mean, like, if you think about it, like... If you really want to think about this, like you think like the Mayans are predicting the sol- the solar system's going to align for the first time of our of our you know of mankind. Yeah. And uh once it aligns, then they're saying the magnetic pulls are differently, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what I couldn't find though, Jeff, is you see I don't know if that's just coincidence. In other words, I don't know if they predicted that. Right. It just happened to fall on the very date that all the planets would be in alignment. Now, they were very good at studying the heavens. Well, but that's they weren't... crazy, though. I mean, yeah, that's, that's really well, interesting. Because I was going to make the joke that maybe some dude's hand just got tired. <laughs> let me, let me get you never it. know. <laughs> yeah. You never know, but then, then to have it line up with the solar system. Well, hey, lo- is... that, that guy also won their lottery back then. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was no, a really lucky guy. <laughs> Too much perfect numerology going on. Ten rocks and a goat. 
Have I ever told you my Mayan joke? I should tell <laughs> oh my you my God. Mayan joke. That was oh, the lottery. <laughs> that was the lottery. That's what you won. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Ten rocks. Nah, my my Mayan joke was uh, oh, no, here there's it comes. the Mayan that's the, you know, he's he's working on the calendar and he gets to December 21st, 2012. He's like, hey, boss, I ran out of paint. And then the chief's like, ah, you did enough. <laughs> oh, gosh. That, yeah. I guess that's a joke. I mean, joke. that's exactly what I was sort of uh, right. edging at. Well, as soon as I, I said, I, I was tell- like, I'm sure that joke's been made a thousand times in a thousand ways. I, uh, hey, I thought I made that up. I don't, well, anyway. Oh, you is, did? Yeah. So I did I. Up. Oh, really? Yeah, you guys are at the same <laughs> wavelength. There you go. But the, it seems like illogical. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, what I'm saying by that, if there is a magnetic pole, let's say there is, mm-hmm. that, that, that changes, something we've never seen before, what are they saying? They're like seventy five percent. Like the the water is rising seventy five percent more than predicted right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's s- actually a fact. You're right. Yeah, yeah. our ice our ice caps are melting. Uh, NOAA NOAA is the organization. You can check those facts out. N O A A. Yeah. NOAA dot org. Noah's Ark. No no no. The no, national. Different. What is the acronym for that? I have to look that up. But it's N O A A dot org. You can check oh, it out. It's, it's a government agency. Uh, oceanic. Yeah, oh, it's an oceanic yeah. uh, science organization. Well, yeah. who knows? Maybe that, maybe that, that's going on. Maybe it is. Maybe that's what's what's going to happen. Is our our oceans are going to rise? I mean, Venice is yeah. underwater half the year now. You know. Yeah, and actually, uh, we could t- you know take it back to Sandy. One of the things that compounded the problems was it was a full moon. Yeah. Whenever there's a full moon, uh, there's more gravitational pull, and you get higher tides. Mm-hmm. So when Sandy hit. It was at a worst, the worst moment because it was a full moon, high tides. So yeah, gravity does affect. I also saw sure. on the bodies, map. the celestial bodies affect what what's happening in between. I also mm-hmm. saw a map that compared New York's that the place that got hit the most. Uh, it compared the maps from uh, when man made like land was created to make New York bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, the map before that that showed the original island was untouched by by uh, Sandy, mm. but the parts that we we added on to New oh York my God, so were perfect. flooded. It was crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was looking. I was like, oh yeah, I you know I saw it on CNN. Who knows if it's like accurate or anything? But you know, I'd say CNN's a pretty. Accurate I would. That's source. what I would think so too. But yeah. you never know if it's just like, hey, look at this theory. Well, it's just an interesting fact because it's not to say if we weren't here parts of the earth wouldn't be damaged by other actions or right. happenings on the earth. Um, but that we are here is where the elements collide. And there's something so perfect and beautiful about the fact that the natural state of that island would not have been damaged or touched. Right. But by the same token, we are here. Right. And that was built. <laughs> yeah. And it's not to say that, you know, storms couldn't damage things. Yeah. Or continents don't break apart due to play tectonic shifts or whatever uh, happens over time, whether we're here or not. If, if, the fact that we're here is why we it, suffer. Well, that's why we, the we damages. see the damages too. And the damages. I mean, if, if there were no houses and there was an earthquake, uh, there might be some damage to the geographic landscape or it, it would not damage. It would just change. But we have all of our man-made structures here. So yeah, yeah. of course, yeah. This is, we're talking destruction. Right. And you're, there's something interesting though about, um, that sort of is an inherent comment on a growth-based society, which is that like mm. we keep developing, we keep growing in population and growing in structure and development. Um, that was not the goal of, say, the Native Americans, if we want to give them a ton of credit for being super 
cool and getting it oh my God. <laughs> as opposed to a Western or a European sort of economic structure or type of mentality where growth is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not one that preserves, um, that keeps, you know, keeps harmony with yeah. the elements. Yeah. And so be, I mean, so if that's the, you know, type of economic structure we, we are going with, then we're going to, yeah, give rich we're people run those. into, those ocean view condos. Yeah, that's what we I want guess to give that's <laughs> that is happening. <laughs> I mean, well, uh, anywhere. I mean, yeah, that's why a lot of people are saying that the safest place you could be is probably Colorado, middle Wyoming. Yeah, Wyoming. Oh, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of doomsday preppers that specifically move to those locations because yeah, they're worried I've, about the east and the west coast. I've seen that show, mm-hmm. and it's really sad, by the way. <laughs> if you guys, if you want to get sad, watch doomsday preppers. Yeah, we have a major earthquake here, Jeff, and you're going to be knocking on their door hoping to get hit. Oh, but, yeah. Well, some of these uh, get divorces during the show. <laughs> it's yeah, like unreal. That's the sad part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, you know, I should tell you that the Mayans, the Mayans they're actually kind of a very... They, they have been a very mysterious people because we don't know, we didn't know a whole lot about them. We know more now about them than we did. They developed these weird elaborate calendar systems and it was basically on their own. Uh, they were in complete isolation. So these are things that they came up with, which is pretty interesting, I think. Um, after the Mayan uh, civilization collapsed and they pretty much disappeared, most of the remaining knowledge was destroyed by the uh, Spanish conquistadors. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, so there was a large part of their history that was kind of taken away. There's a Russian scientist, or archaeologist, actually, uh, back in the 30s that, you know, they were, they were really trying to build this back up. But it wasn't until the 1990s that the scientists actually kind of were able to put more pieces together and, and tell you a little bit more about the Mayans. Like, the fact that... They were actually very skilled mathematicians. They understood the concept of zero. Now, I know that's probably like a weird statement. I mean, zero, like, what's, okay, what's so big about that? That's a pretty big mathematical concept, and though. And came, came later, right? Or Well, and this is the thing. They were, they were actually adept at pretty modern arithmetic. They didn't necessarily learn this from anybody. They somehow came up with it. They say the universal language is math, you know? Mm-hmm. Jeff and I were talking, too. If aliens were to try to contact us they'd probably use binary code Mm -hmm. it's the most basic form of numbers Mm -hmm. which we can make sense out of Mm -hmm. that's how any civilization is going to communicate with each other numbers Mm -hmm. essentially so these guys were were well anyway go ahead emily no no it's so weird because we keep coming back to aliens and it's such a (laughs) a funny thing because like you could really draw every line back to the possibility, if you, if you well, want, the possibility of, of interaction from another dimension. The Mayans, Emily, <laughs> were, are largely... The Mayans, like the Egyptians, they had pyramids. Right. These are two cultures that never had any interaction with each other. Right. No pictures, no, no phones, obviously. Right, and if you want to make no, sense of that... No writing, no knowledge. So you're talking about two very distinct cultures that are separated by extreme differences... And they both come up with the same pyramids type structure. They're aliens. That's it. Well, well here you know it, it makes you it makes you wonder though That's how it. would you how right. would you you know go ahead Emily I mean, no no I, I just like I'm on this I feel like I'm on this yeah oh let's it, hear which, it no which is this, this better be good when he when you said that most of their knowledge was destroyed by the conquistadors right mm-hmm. that Animals. made me think 
oh yeah that's sort of like if the aliens came today and destroyed all of our information by basically you could just eradicate our source of energy and we wouldn't have the internet so sure, yeah. so much would be lost so there it's very easy to make that analogous statement about or you know imagine an analogy to that which is that like oh if another species or a more dominant culture came to us today and took away our access to the internet or the digital sort of database that we've created, we would lose massive amounts of, of our knowledge or our information. Oh, for sure. Right? So if that's true, then if you're working backwards, if the conquistadors were a more dominant culture that came in and destroyed mm-hmm. the knowledge that the Mayans possessed, mm-hmm. and then that goes on throughout history, and then we find metal on Mars that sort of eludes that they're has been another presence then what's to say that you know those theories that people have that like aliens are just us on another dimension or they're future versions of ourselves or if we start to run out of resources on this earth do we have the resources to then go out and survive in in an interplanetary or intergalactic way Mm -hmm. possibly well you don't know then time becomes irrelevant then you have a culture out there who may be more (laughs) dominant than this culture is today and how do you know the aliens are going to come and pull out the plug on the internet they're coming they're coming that's that's what (laughs) you came to Jesus I hate to tell you come on I'm giving myself a round of applause she looked at a fake watch on her arm so she is she's controlled by time (laughs) the 23rd aliens it's it's all aliens it's not that I I mean I got it I got this I got <laughs> throw anything you want to throw at me. I'll well, tie it all the, back. The, the thing about where <laughs> aliens do come in with the minds is though they they it is largely believed in the ancient alien theory, where a lot of the the Egyptians, the Mayans, all these cultures that had kind of advanced technologies for building mathematical uh, understanding of the uh, of the universe, um, that perhaps these ancient aliens did visit them and. And somehow uh, give them knowledge, mm-hmm. and and they maybe the, maybe the aliens circle, baby. maybe the aliens <laughs> maybe the aliens wanted to see what they would do, and maybe if they failed, they wiped them out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, they did believe in 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 gods that came from the stars, mm-hmm. much like the Egyptians did. That's the one common uh, thing among amongst them is that they believe they always. You know, they they describe the gods as coming from the stars. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a interesting thing to look at as far as the ancient alien theory. Um, well, can I go a little bit further with sure, my theory? Go ahead. Okay, so if if everything that you've just stated and I've just stated were say say it was true, if you look at uh, the development of an animal, right? So whether it's an ant or a human being, you ha- it has a lifespan. So it yeah. goes from being um, uh, in utero or, you know... Or a larvae. Larvae. Then it, it is in baby shape. Mm-hmm. Baby shape. <laughs> or worm shape. It's infantile shape. or worm shape. And then, it co- and then it grows and it grows and it grows into adult and then it ages and it dies, right? So what if, like, you tie it all together and what if humankind is in a baby stage of an evolution of a species that actually evolves further into <laughs> extraterrestrial life form, which which is actually it's the cycle it actually becomes a cycle which evolves further out and like that's how the the god star kind of becomes involved is because there's no beginning or end so you're saying earth is an incubator or 
that we're we're babies we're babies we're babies of a, of one species that is that is constantly or I think currently the, evolving, evolving or constantly cycles. evolving. The Mayans. This is interesting that you say that the, the Mayans were cyclical. They believed in Bakhtuns. Oh, I love Bakhtuns. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you would love it. That's, that's, that was in their language. A Bakhtun is a millennium. Okay, okay so they believed uh-huh. in. Uh, we're about to enter uh, the end. The, the the end of the incubation period. The 21st of December, 2012, will be the end of the 13th Bakhtun, uh-huh. according to the Mayans. Okay, so they they looked at these as like eras, let's say. Okay. It gets a little more interesting, but I should start, though, with uh, the fact that they actually had three separate calendars. Mm. So I don't know if you guys knew that. Have, have any of those already ended? Technically, yes, because and I'll explain this in a, min- in a minute. One is called the uh, the Hob. Hob-tun. And I'm, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing these right because these are old terms. But Hob-tun. It's H-A-A-B. You can look it up. That was their civil calendar. It was based on a 360-day cycle. Okay? So... You had eighteen. You had eighteen periods of twenty days. Okay. They didn't deal with like days and nights like normal people do. They dealt with a sequence of time. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They were very into this. So that was what the was hop- the sequence though. I mean, we don't know. Well, the hop count. The hop calendar was uh, it was uh, what eighteen periods of twenty days. Okay. Okay, so that was like that year uh-huh. for yeah. the Hob calendar. Uh-huh. Hob so eighteen periods of twenty days, but that the which ins- would it, it, they were divided by day and night. The days were yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. But it's not like you know we say a week or we say they do periods of time. Right. Okay. So periods of days, I guess. Okay. So yeah, they understood night and day, but uh, the other uh, so their weeks and months were different lengths. <laughs> they didn't even think in terms of that. Well, they didn't think yeah. in terms of that, but they, they yeah, used it. A period is a, a different yeah, word. Yeah, periods could be a month, actually, for them. Like, what a month is, four weeks to us, a period might be, you know, whatever. But for three, yeah, but for them, it was like, a kuntakao. Yeah, <laughs> right. just like that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or there could be, like, three days could be a month for them. You bet, yeah. Whatever. Right. Or even four days could be a month. Holy I don't think they even understood. <laughs> Mind blow. Mind you, a month so is something... So your period was only a day long? <laughs> a month is something we understand. Hey. We we named a month a month. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's irrelevant. Uh, it doesn't it's matter. Irrelevant. No, I know, exactly. I yeah. feel the same way about calling God, God. I mean, or whatever. Whatever. You, it's like people say, whatever. They, you're basically applying a name to the infinite that you don't understand. There you go. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Which is what I mean. What is? No, no. no I, I, it's just these conversations are getting. getting but it's a like, bit. what? I don't know. What do you? Th- what? What? I don't know. Say what you're gonna say. No, keep going. Okay, keep calendar. Well, the second calendar that they did. It was you called. Stopped at the God thing. I want to know what you're thinking. Okay. The second. Uh, the second calendar is the Zolkin, and this was used for uh, uh, ceremonial purposes. Okay, and it was based on a 260-day cycle. So it's 20 periods of 13 days. Now, the Mayans were actually very much into a human sacrifice. Yeah. We found that because there's a lot of Mayan skulls, beheadings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was That's how they probably told a religious thing. Uh, some of it could have been war. Uh, they, the Mayans were not a peaceful people. They were constantly at war, mm-hmm. very political, and... You know they were they were highly ingrained in science and religion, mm-hmm. so they they had basically all the things that we have in society now. They weren't any different. Mm-hmm. Things haven't really changed. Now we get to the final calendar. This is the one. It's called the long count. The long count because it it stems millenniums. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this is the one that everybody's freaking out about mm-hmm. because it ends 
on December 21st, 2012. This calendar for them, it was used for historical purposes, okay? But in, in their terms, it was events that hadn't yet happened. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was events that happened. It was their own events that happened. But then it was events far beyond their own lifetimes. What are some of these events? Like, what are the things they have predicted? Do you know? That's where we get into interpretation again. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. See, that's all it says. Well, yeah. again, and Jeff, Jeff does have a point because, yeah, Nostradamus, I mean, we're, we're looking at, at pictures. And so we can relate these pictures to, to, to events now. But, you know, some say that they predicted the world wars. The rise and fall of certain it's civilizations. It's okay, yeah. it's like the Mothman. Okay, and I, I I don't mean to go back to that, but <laughs> he's back. The people, the people that were having those precognitions, <laughs> it was kind of code, and you didn't know what it was supposed to mean. Mm-hmm. Before that bridge died, one of the things that they kept seeing in, the, in, in their heads, they said, was 44, 44 dead. Bridges are not alive. Wow. 44 dead but then <laughs> we know you don't know what that means except that when that bridge collapsed 44 people died so right. that was like but you can't interpret things you'll interpret things wrong sometimes right right well bad bad dreams become predictions too <laughs> of like, course oh oh a month ago i had yeah. this bad dream and oh you know what maybe it was the moth man mm-hmm. yeah. yeah well you know uh, I, as much as bad dreams become predictions i think do you, we've talked about this before like you ever have you ever show up in a place and you're like i feel like i've dreamt this place before yeah like a deja vu like a deja vu but you kind of know that you like just had a dream about it like you like you almost can recall the dream yeah which is a little bit more sometimes i've had dreams like that where you know i wake up and then i feel funny like it's like a it it chases me like a fog Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. it's like i'm kind of the fog of that dream remains and it it, it's kind of bothersome sometimes Mm -hmm. Uh, have you ever had that jeff well it's like the opposite of donnie darko (laughs) (laughs) I've had a dream where, or it's like a shadow of the dream. It's sort of just sure. Well, that's what I'm saying is that like I I use Donnie Darko as a reference point because it's like if you're thinking in terms of this bleeding sense of of time and dimension that isn't very fixed. Like we think things are fixed. Like this table is hard. You know, uh, you can break down the science behind the um everything is composed of matter or all, all things are energy and um and all matter is just like more. denser or less dense compositions mm-hmm. of energy or I forget what the actual phrase is but sure. we understand what we're saying but so if that's true then uh, there's this woman who does a really great TED talk and I can't remember her name and it's uh, TED.com we- that's a and if you have if you haven't checked ted.com out you should it's amazing what yeah. they have of course on yeah, yeah if you haven't if you haven't checked out like I mean it's watch just them t- all. ted.com check it out yeah there. And uh, I forget her name, but she had uh, she was a, a neurological researcher of some kind. She was definitely like a very high level uh, um, uh, doctor um, who studied the brain. And she studied the brain. She had a background. Her her brother had uh, schizophrenia, and so she was very interested in neurological function. And she had spent her entire life researching the brain. And then one day, she had a stroke. So when she had a stroke, I read that stroke of insight. Stroke of insight, yeah, that's the name of the topic. Yeah, it's a fascinating book. It's a amazing. Woman that actually had a stroke, uh-huh. and then could figure out what was going on while it was happening, but could and and has like a very very vivid recall mm-hmm. of everything that she experienced in that time as the two sides of her brain seemed to separate. She from one recovered, another. but she's a neurologist, so she could explain things. Yes, which was fascinating. Wow, it and was one of the most amazing things I had. Uh, so she knew what was going on with her. Yes, and but it what? changed her consciousness in a way. It changed her consciousness, but it also because because it awakened her to the fact that this 
are is arbitrary. The the dense collection of energy that makes matter firm, soft, or in between, or, or, or feel you know dissipate or whatever it is, is is almost irrelevant. Like when you start that that we don't necessarily require like our like there are parts of our consciousness that that are beyond time space and and actual f- f- like the f- the firmness of matter when she had what, this... is, what is there's a different type of consciousness yeah. which is not a logical consciousness and so when you talk about the mayans or even nostradamus or any of those people i believe sure there could be someone who had like maybe a weakened um right brain or Left brain, right? I, fuck, what's, which one's which? <laughs> which one we'd is which? To, we'd actually have That's to ask the neurologist that. But, uh, the <laughs> no, left- you can look it up really easily. Which one controls which? I always get them mixed up. I think it's light, light, left brain that controls. We'll just There's go like, with one of the sides. Okay, yeah. so... The smart so, side. So someone had a, maybe an atrophied one side. Creative, you know, there's creative versus... Or intuitive mm. versus logical. So yeah. someone had an extremely... Throughout time, I think that this probably... That people have different uh, cognitive... Uh, construction yeah. like every person is different so throughout time you're going to encounter people who are more intuitive because the logical side of their brain is more atrophied versus the instinctive or intuitive side of their brain is much more bulked up or much more acute so that's why i think there are people like you know like psychics right you walk down the street and people are trying to read your palm or say come here i'm going to do a reading and like most of them are hustlers yeah. but every once in a while <laughs> you know someone is highly fucking intuitive and they have honed that skill. I haven't met that once once in a... Do you believe Probably it's because, possible? Probably because, you know, I think, no. I think because the people that actually... <laughs> I think it is possible, but I think those people don't, don't like that they have it. So they don't necessarily go out there and try to make money uh, off of it. Some people are scared of it. Have They're, you, have you seen the Long Island it. Medium? What's that show? There's one. There's a show on TV oh, right Lord. now. There's we a, won't even get into there's that. There's been so many shows, and you know, I've heard, I've heard backstage stuff like of all those people being frauds, the ones that are on TV. Well, yeah, I mean, people. I think, I think that to be a commercially successful, uh, yeah, intuitive, have yeah. Like you, you, you have to, you have to hustle. I mean, you, you yeah. gotta be a fucking hustler, of course. And you probably use like sharper instincts to hustle, and then hustle to right display. But these people are ruining people's lives. They're but telling, again, they're predicting yeah. stuff that's, that's you, not going to happen. But you to can them. also do it in a way where it's like Nostradamus. I mean, you can do it in such a subtle way that. You could relate anything to anything, you know? Right. Like, I could say you're going to see a bus tomorrow. You probably will. I you can know. make that not happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not that you won't get hit by it, Jeff. Right. But, you know, it's, if you're going to be driving, you're most certainly going to see a buzz. You know, and then but they, they're very vague. The ones that do it for, you know, money, they're vague about how they, they do it. You know, they're like, oh, did you have a love of your life? I mean, most people are going to say yes. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's just a simple question that you can ask. You know what, though? But if even if these people are 80% genuinely intuitive, and people want because it's it. their profession, 20% of the time they're going to have to fake it till they make it. Like, yeah. you know, I think sometimes you can see that in, uh, in any profession. If you like 20% are, of the time, you're just like, oh, I have some resources. If to you're fall a back psychic, on. 
uh, write to us because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't believe any of it. I really don't. Yeah, it's hey, it would be interesting yeah. to see. I'd like to. Uh, I yeah. would like to have a psychic on the show at some point. Yeah, um, <laughs> Jeff and a psychic. Yeah. Oh, that would. I'll be... do just the same. I'll now, do the same amount of predictions. A, it would be great to do like a road trip with with you in a car with a psychic. Oh God, that's terrible. That's a wor- comedy. Wearing at you. <laughs> You know, we're gonna pull over soon, right? Because I gotta pee. You knew that. Though. You knew that. We'll save that for a psychic episode. That might be interesting. Maybe we'll get Jeff a psychic and oh, see please, how it goes. That would be great. I, we'll because record. my mom saw a psychic. Why don't we mic you? When I was you supposed go to be in. a baseball player, uh, a baseball star. This is when you were a kid. When I was a kid, my mom saw a psychic. Uh, found out that I loved like Jose Canseco and playing baseball and all that crap. And then told her I was going to be a professional oh, baseball player. That's fucking. It's on geez. tape. That is. I listened to it. My mom like wouldn't let me listen to it. And then one night I snuck into her room and I played it. And I'm like, no I'm going to be a baseball way. player. I'm going to be a baseball player. I thought I thought that because I heard this lady going, "Your son likes baseball." Yes. He will be a professional baseball player, <laughs> and I was like, "I am. This is amazing." That is well, you almost so you got in, then you got you got into football. Yeah, then I got into football, and then I thought, "Oh, she was off." <laughs> I'm a oh professional my football god! Player. You bought it, and you were crushed, and that's who you why you are who you are today. <laughs> oh no! Are you <laughs> you analyzing me? Well, I mean, first of all, I think didn't you mess up the Matrix when you listened to the tape? Uh, I I don't know how that works. I don't know how you know how that works, but I guess uh, you know. Also, I tried. I tried a lot of religions. You became conscious of it. It's like uh, it's like Schrodinger's cat. I don't know. It it doesn't exist whether you are aware of it or not. Once you become conscious of it, oh, like a birthday wish. Are you going off birthday wishes? (laughs) If you say your birthday wish, it doesn't come true. Uh, No, I tried a lot of religions too. So, like when we're talking about religions, I've been to like a Mormon temple. I was tried Christianity. I grew up in a Catholic church. Like going to Catholic school, Uh, Buddhism. I've tried. I've looked at all these. First, we're hearing about. I know. I know. I've looked at all. Like when I was a kid, I was like, oh, let's see what's going on. I mean, you're from Japan, and Japan they have got. I mean, it's it's. It's it's a lot of different religions over there, right? I mean, it's not just uh, yeah, a lot a lot of you know that, Mormonism is getting big over there. I know. Yeah, it's it's been big. Yeah, it's been sort of a, a sneaky little yeah. little religion coming in and. But what you know, when, Catholics, you, when you Christianity. first grew up in Japan, like what was your? Did you have a religion, or were you your family? Like I, and, no, uh, well, you know, Buddhism. I practiced their their meditation, or and you know, like uh, giving. Uh, uh, I don't know, like at a shrine, and you know. I'd, I'd pray, so Buddhism, Buddhism yeah. praying, yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, that stuff. But none of it. Like to be honest, like I went to, I even went to a Jewish temple, like uh, later in life. But uh, this is going to make so many people mad. But I was, I was in the, Jude, uh, the uh, Jewish temple, and I was listening to them preach, and it was like, uh, what, what's it called? Uh, I can't. Like, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, synagogue. No, uh, their language is oh uh, Hebrew. 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 Yeah. I can't believe we're going. Yeah. But they're they're doing all all everything in Hebrew and mm-hmm. I was sitting there and I didn't I didn't understand anything, but I did know like the cadence, mm-hmm. you know, from being in different churches. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this you know, is proselytizing. I, yeah. I mean, it, it like it's all it to me it's it, it's not all the same things that they're saying, but it's in the same way. And and essentially it, it kind of, you break it down, it is kind of 
the same, just a couple differences here and there. It's comforting to people. That's, yeah, that's the whole it scared point the shit of it. out of me. Yeah, no, it I know. Scared the shit out of me. I was like, oh my gosh, it's all the same. That's yeah. that's what I thought. But yeah, but that brings me to like uh, the Egyptians and the Mayans doing the same thing. What if they had kind of like uh, you know they had their people go out and explore to spread their religion, to spread what they believe in, and they ended up uh, in a Mayan village. I think it's pretty impossible because uh, they were landlocked and you'd have to cross an ocean. And back then, uh, they didn't have the necessary technology for that long term. There's no travel. proof of the of the travel by. Yeah, there's no proof of that any of these civilizations. Well, you never traveled. know. You never know. It's people it's, get shipwrecked. Yeah, but and, you're, it's uh, kind of like saying like maybe they got helicoptered. I mean, you would have there would be some evidence. Hey. Aliens, helicopters, who knows? <laughs> yeah. well, nah, Early yeah. helicopters yeah. were aliens. Yeah, let's hit you right on that helicopter it's, it's, alien. It's pretty widely accepted, Jeff, like as a scientific fact that these two civilizations didn't know right. either. Uh, you know, the other thing is the a world was very closed off then. A I mean, pyramid is is uh, you know, mathematically mathematical. Mathematical. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, and if there's there's I mean, if you're using yeah. discerning single unit logic like you have one yeah you have another you add them together you have two there's pattern in that there's pattern in the there's very simple pattern that math is very simple pattern sure. to begin yeah. with so it's not impossible i think jeff's right it's not impossible to, to pyramids assume. have showed up in china too pyramids have showed up in england uh various places would you places you would be surprised about you know it's kind of yeah. a worldwide phenomenon after some point mm-hmm. so well, answer this about the Mayan calendar. Yes, this I, I held this back, and then we we got off on tangents. But uh, um, leap year, the uh, the Mayan calendar does not account for leap year. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so now we like we should have already had the end of the world. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a theory. Except, or or except. it's like like to like around the time of Sandy when everyone went, oh shit, global yeah. warming is real. Maybe it happened two weeks ago. Yeah, maybe. Jeff, and, just, and that's the the enlightened, the new enlightenment. Keep go. in mind though, our years are different than what they were considering years. So okay. we're thinking just in terms of a date. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Like we could go through as many leap years as we want. Their calendar just stops at this one particular date no matter what leap year there is. So their time difference wasn't necessarily like thrown off you know by this or that they were just cyclical years they didn't they didn't change they didn't you know so So i don't think the leap year had anything i mean i think they were just looking at a fundamental date this is this date is not a result of a calculation well it it, according to them it is because this is where they stopped recording i mean it it literally they just literally stopped yes it, it does have to do with uh Maybe a calculation? I don't know. I, that, that's kind of hard to say. Well, let's get into the Is juicy stuff. Okay. What's going to happen at the end of this calendar? Yeah, that's what I, I was going to say. Are people preparing? Like, I, I, I have to wonder what people are doing. Okay. Yeah. Who the going do theory, feel? Okay, go ahead. The going theories are, one, magnetic pole shift. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So not unbelievable. It's not unbelievable because <laughs> I kind of like that. Everyone at once is just like poof, <laughs> and, then, and then just a tentacle comes up instead. Uh, <laughs> the Earth, the the magnetic poles have shifted before. We've yeah. talked about that. Yeah, Grand Canyon is going to fill back up. Well, not necessarily. I mean, uh, the uh, the poles have shifted though in history. Yeah, it will happen again. Right. We may not human see history. It. Human history. Not human history. Oh, no, okay. we've never seen it. 
But they, the way they discovered that was they drilled deep down into volcanic rock and they went down, you know, centuries and centuries and centuries. And, um, because, you know, it, it accumulates over the centuries. And, and you know how your uh, compass points north, magnetic north? Well, all of the lava rocks on the, on the, on the top, you know, layers are, are like pointing to the north mm-hmm. because they're magnetic. Right. But when they get deeper down, they realize that they're facing south. Mm. Which means that the shift, the poles that actually shift, and it's done it like six times. Okay, I don't so, necessarily, I don't not believe in that. Oh, look that up. That's a that they, no, no, no. They, but high, that that is a scientific. I proof. think it will. It could. It yeah, probably has to happen. But yeah. uh, they did. They discovered it in the rock layers. I don't think it's going to happen on the twenty third. Okay, yeah. Now that's. <laughs> I'm just saying that. Right. I'm just saying, like, okay, it's a it's a possible belief. Cause, possible uh, belief. Uh, the other thing is uh, major uh, the solar flares. Uh, the solar, there are some scientists. I I got I got uh, conflicting evidence on this. There's some scientists that are saying the sun is in a solar maximum right now. And you know what that means? A solar maximum. It means it's like a uh, it's a period of time where the the sun is going to have a lot of sunspots because it's kind of out of control. Yeah. And then it dies down, <laughs> and then it, it goes quiet. That is the scariest theory I've heard yet on this show. The sun is out of control. A lot, a lot of kind people of are it, prepping it just, for that. It just means that it's a height of solar activity. Right. So, in other words, uh, it's very violent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes through it goes through quiet periods, and then it goes through what they call solar maximums. We've the sun is mad. Many solar maximums. We're in a solar maximum now. Take there are some scientists that mad. say this is a weak solar maximum, and then I've heard conflicting reports from. Others that are saying that we're having gigantic solar flares, some larger than we've ever recorded, but luckily they didn't hit the Earth. They were faced away or whatever. So what happens if it hits the Earth? They hit Earth a lot. Not major ones, necessarily, but we've had pretty good-sized ones. Usually we have warning. They turn the satellites away so that the satellites can't get messed up. Uh, Ultimately, what happens is uh, it, it messes with the electrical grids. So Canada, uh, a solar flare actually knocked out a third of Canada's power at one time, huh. uh, a number of years ago. Not not long ago. I think it was back in the. And that's a proven fact. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The they Canada, address it too. Yeah, yeah. Canada's grids got uh, a large section of Canada's grids, and part of the northeast, the Pacific Northeast, actually of uh, the United States, I think, got knocked out. Uh, it's 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 a common thing. They, they'll say that it actually when they do have these solar uh, flares expected. Power companies actually go into a uh, a protection mode uh, mm-hmm. so that the circuits don't get over overloaded. But they don't tell the people, do they? They just do it. It's not anything. I mean, no, because we really don't, usually don't have anything to worry about. But now, yeah. if it's a major one, what will happen is we'll see widespread outage of power. Your mm-hmm. cell phones won't work. Satellites will will go down, mm-hmm. and a potential very strong solar could. Uh, could disrupt power for weeks. We're we're talking now. This is like right after Thanksgiving, and Sandy. They still haven't restored the power to some of those neighborhoods. Yeah, still. Mm-hmm. And that's how many weeks after that storm hit. So there's I mean, also, th- also we talk on politics yeah, I involved. I don't there. even know yeah. why we're so like uh, we can't be so confounded by the fact that like power goes out and then can't be turned. No, out. but we what happens put, is we ran all those wires. Man did. Like, yeah, how, but what happens is they're not. Is there's permanent. There's a fall. There's a fall of society that happens at some point. Sure. Okay, so then you <clears throat> when you don't have power. Well, when, if we're not prepared when for you that, can't, then we are. When you as, can't get money out of your bank because it's all electronic and everything's shut down. You can't get money out, then you can't get water. I'm getting mm-hmm. a gun. You can't, you can't get food. <laughs> I'm getting a gun. When you sure. can't get food and you can't get water, 
civilization starts going crazy. Yeah. And yeah. they start going nuts. And then so? that's when they start every man for himself. And it doesn't matter. My friend in law. I mean, friend I'm totally coming. Get ready for it. Like, the levy's broke. <laughs> I mean, you your best ha- friend. just assume. Uh-oh. Your best like, friend. Like, how do you trust anything? <laughs> Someone slap Emily, throw water in her face. <laughs> Sun God is mad. Sun God backslap Earth. No, it's true. I mean, your best I mean, friend could become. But then who? Like, uh, what are you going to do? I mean, what are you going to do? Well, you can be prepared. We should all just have, have like. You know? Make out. But the session. scary part is, you know, <laughs> well, I like that. The scary part is, you, you get looters. You get, uh, you get looters. You get, you get a lot of cr- a crime. People are well, getting desperate. My um, friend and I. Yeah, I mean, but that is that is a fear that we've all lived with in ebbs and flows throughout our entire sure. lives. My sure. friend in Long Island said when they had when Sandy hit, uh, he said that like people were intimidating other people in the long lines for gas. Mm-hmm. Like there, there was the three SUVs with like very intimidating guys in there. Uh, and they all rolled up, cut right in line. No one said a thing and then got their gas and then took off. It was just like, they're like, fuck you guys. The kind of thing. Well, you know? on some level. Yeah. Who do you think is going to win in when there is no uh, public order? Well, people who yeah. have been winning in like, you know, right. uh, a, a lawless state to begin with. Well, you know what? But it, I, I actually asked my friend thing. recently, who's a cop in San Francisco, like if if he ever gets worried, if it if he ever gets scared or worried that like at some point the sheer population is going to get beyond the control of peace officers. Yeah, oh for sure. Military um, comes in, even they can't control it. Like it's and when you, you know get what? under but martial you, law, you know things are bad. Yeah, and that yeah. is when you are at the mercy of. If it got it was it was more desperate. I bet you those people in the SUV would have got, you know, all hell would have broken loose because some people went, no, no, you know, like just like crazy. <laughs> Instead, they're like, you know what? We still want to be safe. We don't. These people are intimidating. We don't want to go up they're to them. They're being thugs. Yeah, they're being thugs. Mm-hmm. Which so, is like, I mean, that that is exactly when you get to sort of talking about Syria and the Middle East yeah. and countries like that, you right. just have a constant back and forth between who's the thug. Right. Is it the military? Is it the government? Or is it the people and the rebels? Like It becomes people, everybody for for a while. Like it's, it could there, be, when it there's could desperation. Be yeah, it could yeah. be anybody. And right. who's maintaining order? Right. I mean, who has the responsibility of maintaining order? Is it the thug or the thug? You know what I mean? <laughs> that kind Other, of is or the what house it was. mom, the house mom with machine gun. <laughs> yeah. Other theories, Jeff. Uh, <clears throat> the planets will be aligned, and this is one thing I can't explain. I couldn't say if this is just an enormous coincidence. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Mayans necessarily knew about the planet alignment. Uh, they may have predicted it. I'm not sure. I wasn't able to find anything that said that they did. All all I know is that. On the very date that the calendar ends, all the planets are in alignment. It hasn't happened for 26,000 years. The date, so the 23rd to the date. Tw- uh, the 21st to the date. The oh, 21st. Yeah. It's the 21st? Yeah, yeah, 21st. Two days less. Yeah. We have two less days. Oh. Yeah, it's December 21st, 2012. So that that is something that we've never seen before. Uh, it There's no telling what will happen. As, as I mentioned uh Sandy, the big problem was a full moon. A full moon affects your tide. Now, if you if you have all the planets in alignment, theory could have it that you might have a massive gravitational shift. Chug. <laughs> Water. I mean, uh, it it it. Some ways, it 
it could be possible. Stay now, now that coast. No doubt. NASA Guys, is, I'm really sensitive, and I've been a little bit <laughs> low lately. NASA <laughs> it does have water. to do with the money. <laughs> oh, no. Look, it's coming back. It's coming back. Oh, shit. My middle name is Maya. <laughs> She's go, she's going down. Now she's before going, mentally going mentally down. going down. Before you get, you know, before the twenty first. I'm se- sensing. Before you get I'm crazy, sensing though, something. NASA NASA says they're not worried. So well, of course. But then again, I don't think NASA would tell you uh, because again, they're under wraps of the government. So what if if you know if NASA sees anything, they can't necessarily tell you. Yeah, but what do they? I mean, if NASA see. They may. What, they may. What, what, if they, what were they gonna? The world is going round. It's going round as it always has. Day in, day out. Some other stuff's happening around in the planets. Other things are happening around in the galaxy, in the universe constantly. It's constantly shifting, constantly moving. At all, in, ad infinitum, right? So what? So what? What? Are they, even if they knew, even if they said, even if they did, like, what would change? Well, if, if we had some type of massive uh, gravitational heave, I don't Flood. think they would tell us anyway. Because right, exactly. If it's mass destruction, then Here's what you what's do. the point? And, and how do they really and know? And all I'm saying is, guys, this is where all the conspiracy theories really come to a head, is that they're doing such massive digging of underground uh, bunkers, and, and, and rich people all over the world are buying underground... The rich elite are apparently buying underground space. Yeah. Now that could all it's be. It's going to get flooded. That could all be paranoia. Hits. But Jeff, both you and I have been to Denver, and you know there's these huge excavations <laughs> going on at the airport. Yeah, there are. I don't. They got rid of their I'm perfectly. Sorry. It's been going good on for years. Airport for a brand new airport, but their old airport is still functional. Now, here's what I say. That sounds to me like a big project, a big vanity project that ran out of money midway and is going really slow. They're still digging. Yeah. They're still digging holes, like the, the what? G- gigantic underground uh, chambers. And there is a military base that's near, that's in Denver. Watch your near. local but zoos. Why would they, why would they build if, a military flight access into a commercial airport? Because they want, very simply, Emily, if, if everything is going to go to hell, they need a place where everybody can fly into and get in that bunker and underground to be in a safe place. That's a bunker? That's a bunker for everybody? Not for everybody. For, <laughs> Not for uh, you or I. For the people, <laughs> the people that get chosen to be taken that along. That was so like a sad, like <laughs> innocent five-year-old. Emily, I know, I know. Like, if, that is like you. what a five-year-old would say. If you could only so save... So for everybody, they make a safe place? <laughs> Not for you. They, Not the for military, us. The government is going to make uh, a safe haven, and you know you can't take everybody. So they're going to take the top military officials, the top government officials, top scientists. If you live, if you have to rebuild society or rebuild a civilization, you gotta you gotta have enough to where you can procreate. But you need people that can that understand science. You need doctors. You yep. need you need all the things that we need, but on a very small not, scale. You're just a, describing 2012 with not, John Cusack. Oh, great movie! <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> that movie's terrible. That's the worst. I do, worst I do know ever. that this is going but that on is at Denver. The plot of it. Yeah. I do know this is going on at Denver International Airport. It's been going on for years. It's no secret. They're not even hiding it. They're like, yep, we're excavating. And they've been doing it for, for a decade. Let me ask you this. And, and, and <laughs> people are like, why do they need all this space? And like I said, one day you will know if something is up when you start seeing a bunch of private planes fly into Denver International Airport mm-hmm. out if, of the blue. If you live in Denver, please write us in. Planes. If you see well, private all, planes coming in. that was the purpose of it, why is it not done for 2012? Because they can Stop probably... Them. No, not not necessarily because 
They, it might be functional now, Emily. It's just they're continuing to build underneath. You know? If the zoos they start emptying out as, as, in Colorado, yeah. if you see the animals disappearing from your zoo, yeah. run to the bunker. <laughs> they run need to the bunker. S- but then, like... Oh it, 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 at, at most, it, it might be ready at this point uh, f- for some kind of exodus into that. You know, it, It's the perfect place. You're going to do it right in the middle of, of the United States because you're going to be away from the coast where... Likely things are going to happen. I mean, it is still the plot of 2012 yeah. John Cusack. Look at all the earthquakes we've been That's getting. That's what it's lately. probably based off of. What? That movie. Yeah, it, it's absolutely, of, yeah. And I'd say as corny as it was. What's going on? It, it, no, if you take away how poorly done it was, yeah. like if you follow along with the logic mm-hmm. a little bit, even though it's like insane. So what happens <laughs> at the, the, the end of the world comes, so the earth just starts to fall away beneath your feet until it's well, all gone. What happens but in, not a, really. in a major earthquake, Emily? <clears throat> I mean, uh, we, we saw, we saw a, a tsunami that wiped out 500,000 people in about five minutes. No, I know. but And we saw, you know, we've seen major, major uh, earthquakes around around the world actually that have caused massive destruction so imagine if Sinkholes. you did have some kind of a single event a singularity of such where there was some some kind of a gravitational heave where you know uh, the earth is actually taken off of its axis mm-hmm. some of the biggest earthquakes have af- actually like slightly altered the rotation of the earth by a millisecond of an inch mm-hmm. that's pretty incredible have you seen you a sinkhole it. it could be like if yeah like the big one in ah what country was that there's a huge sinkhole it's on it's on oh, yeah. like sinkholes i mean oh, not yeah. just that but yeah the, yeah, the earth the fault lines open up i mean streets separate right. i don't even know how you fix that no yeah. i know but there, <laughs> i mean i'm just that? saying the movie was cheesy um, no the movie sucked. so that's that's but, that's one thing that that's a possibility is that's why they're worried you know, the, I just uh, want to yeah. say really quickly that you brought up an image to me that if the Earth Uh-oh. shifts on its axis in an earthquake or some major catastrophe, oh, no, sorry, the, a huge gravitational lunge, would you call it? Pull. Uh, or a pull, yeah, lunge, pull, heave, whatever you want to heave. Skip. I like heave. <laughs> um, it almost made me think of, like, you know, the pictures Jump. of the guy in Time Life magazine, the old one where he's got air, you know, when you see someone with the, the air blown on their blown face on the face and their face is moving their face is moving like and smushed yeah. yeah smushed back like the amount of force it would take to move the earth maybe something like that would actually happen to the earth's surface you know what i mean yeah, yeah that type that, of well, rippling that type of that type of like mal appropriation of like like uh, an atomic bomb that would work you see, you see, you see the ground miles away moving. Yes, there and that is, would also be another very easy way to achieve that. Yeah, I have heard a theory too, where if the magnetic poles shift, they they switch, uh, it can actually make the crust, the Earth's crust, turn into like a more of a molten material. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, you're just slipping and sliding essentially. Mm-hmm. So. I, there's no doubt that they think that whatever it is, it, it could cause like massive uh, displacement of ocean. I think that's the main. That's the right. scariest part, right? That's right. why I said get a boat in the beginning of this episode. I said get a boat. <laughs> yeah, and if you can survive the tidal surges that come in, good luck. You know, 
I, had, I drove up the coast with my brother over Thanksgiving weekend to check out this property. And uh, my mom back in San Francisco lives on bedrock above the ocean, but Ooh. three blocks away from the ocean. But she's above. Um, obviously, in San Francisco, thing, places like the marina and um, lower parts of uh, the outer sunset and Golden Gate Park, the end of it's the end of the earth and it's at sea level. Yeah. And I did at one point as we're driving up the coast, ask my brother, like, do you think mom's house is safe? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I think it's fine. He thinks the elevation is high enough in dealing with the size of tsunamis that we've been dealing with that she'd be okay. But it's so close to the ocean. Too close. Ooh. You think my mom's house is too close to the ocean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> San Francisco is built <laughs> very badly. Guys, we're in this But she's on bedrock case, above. Bedrock shifts. In this case, Not, it, Emily... I mean, it's never had any damage in her. Emily, life. in this case, the new, coast, the new coastline will be Colorado. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, so, no, I mean, I've seen some of the predicted maps. I but mean, you know what? At any of this could have happened at any point throughout human history. Did it? No. What are you going to do? you going to spend your life, like, freaking out? Of course not. Become a skeptic. But everybody's freaking out now. They're freaking like, out because you know, what you're I'm saying, saying is, like, with the solar I'm alignment guys, or with the, with the planetary alignment, it's I'm going t- to happen in two weeks. Mike, it is, yes, it is. <laughs> Mike, you can't get a word in because this is this woman is freaking out of here. <laughs> Don't you I, see it? It's a meltdown. <laughs> I'm She's not having saying, solar flares. I'm of her t- I told you when I walked in here, I'm in mid meltdown, <laughs> and y'all wanted to rile me up anyway. I'm not saying the world will end, but I will say the planets are going to be aligned, and we've never seen it. So basically, NASA's not worried about it. You'll, you don't know. No one knows what's going to happen. NASA's not worried about it. Yeah. Is Four arbitrary words. <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm they, gonna, there's like an arbitrary collection of words. Doesn't matter. Whether but, they they think it's going to happen or not happen has no effect on whether it will or won't. NASA not worried about it is like a mother telling her child, don't worry, Santa is coming this year. Yeah. The snow will not keep them out of here. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't trust the government at all. Who, who should? But, no but one should. Like, uh, they're there but for, I, you know, for, for some semblance of peace. Yeah. But you don't even trust them. Well, so. I don't. Of course, you you'd never trust the government ever. Like you could, you could, you could uh, abide by their rules. You can uh, also, uh, you know, you you have to abide by the rules, obviously, and you can believe what they say, and you can be content of what they say, but don't completely trust the government. Don't don't trust anybody. Like in Japan right now, like the Fukushima meltdown, like Japan's government is known way more for lying to their people like china like korea everyone lies to their people and it's just to keep them at bay exactly and you know what so why do you think we need it we need that well i mean there is the the purpose of government is like to go back to the beginning protect people people. well no just if they can't protect us they ain't gonna do people some semblance of comfort and some sense that they are tethered to the earth that will like, and this is what's crazy about this show and what we're talking about is that we're talking about the possibility of the earth literally disintegrating or moving beneath our feet. Not disintegrating, but, but I, I just mean in, major in a, repositioning. That's a sort of analogous statement. And like I will my, leave it on this. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna because we're running on the long side. There's a yeah. lot to talk about with this. Too much. Um, we're gonna break this up into a couple different episodes. Oh. So I, in the next episode, I'm actually gonna get into some interesting things that I don't think are widely known about the Mayans and it may change your mind about this whole 
2012 thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, some interesting things that I found, uh, scientific research, uh, scientific magazine, archaeology today, Indiana a lot Jones. of these, uh, they, 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 they do have some very interesting things about how people may be misinterpreting a lot. Um, Maybe. We're, we're, <laughs> they I, are I'm going to leave this discussion, though, that there have been extinction periods. Now, civilizations have disappeared. Mm-hmm. Entire species have disappeared. Uh, the dinosaurs. This is going. <laughs> this is how we're going to leave it. The dinosaurs. <laughs> we're going to end on this. Okay. The dinosaurs disappeared. Okay. Emily's eyes got so really my point wide. Is, it's not uncommon for humanity <laughs> to think that at some point this may all come to an end. Right. Yeah. And then you start you start looking for coincidences, and mm-hmm. sometimes the coincidence coincidences are only in your head, or you can make them like out of anything. Sure. So. There's a lot that we should get into on the next episode that's not all doom and gloom, because uh, it isn't. A lot of the, uh, the belief is that the Mayans are just talking about an end of an era, mm-hmm. because they're cyclical, and actually the calendar goes far beyond. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we'll talk and about that. And there still is a Mayan race. So they have to have a calendar. The right there are, yeah, that, that particular... That <laughs> it has particular, a snowman on the front of it. <laughs> yeah. but. There, there are people... Uh, yeah, there are, still are Mayans, uh, not from that particular... Uh, from not from that particular civilization that created the calendar, but yes, there are certain people that are, yeah, there's still minds out there. Um, it, it's pretty interesting actually, but we'll get into that on the next episode, and we'll get into some other theories uh, as well. So yeah, yeah I we'll mean, be bringing I'll these be... out in pretty quick su- succession too, everybody, because uh, like I said, we are. Pretty close to the, uh, We're the end of the, the clock. Race here. against the end of the <laughs> yeah. world. We got. Oh my! We basically got three podcasts left for so, the rest of eternity. Well, I just want to thank well, everybody for writing. We're talking in. about interpretation. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll be back, Mike, Jeff, and myself, Emily, Maya Mills. Coincidence? <laughs> oh, oh. You, decide. you decide. I think <laughs> that, I think that calendar is going to end. Thanks for listening, people, <laughs> and thanks for writing in. Uh, please write to us. Borderrealm.com is our website. You can follow us on Twitter at The Border Realm. And thank you all, and keep your eyes and ears out there. Thank you. All right, thank you.